Hey everybody, welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Jennifer. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, happy Thursday. I know, you brought a... Uh, I'm filling in for Bart today, so I'm gonna channel tie. my inner nice. Bart. Nice, it's very, very and formal. And get to work this morning spreading the good news in Jackson. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> so, uh, Valentine's Day is, uh, is coming up. Yes. Do you remember your favorite Valentine's Day gift you've ever received? Well, they have all been from my husband, and he's he's pretty romantic. So, we've done Do jewelry and chocolates, oh. and one, oh, you know what? No, my absolute favorite one. And again, this was pre-kids. You know, you have a lot more disposable income when you don't have children. But he had um, lobsters flown in. Lobsters. Yes, and made them for me, and had my favorite wine, and that was probably my favorite Valentine's experience. And that was probably like where were these years lobsters? Ago flown in from. Well, where are the best lobsters from? The Red Lobster in town. Maine! <laughs> from Maine! <laughs> what if he actually just went to the Red Lobster and he reached his hand in there? Totally could have, and I would have been just as excited. Yeah, well that's, that's very nice. Last year, I got my favorite gift. I lost my wedding ring in San Diego, so my wife got me a new one last year. Well, let's see it. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yep, so I've been wearing that is almost a year. Is it titanium? It is solid something solid metal solid just something. like your relationships solid solid strong. solid strong five yes. star absolutely so valentine's day we've got a lot going on veritas has a, a great uh, four-day special you can take advantage of their uh, wonderful valentine's dinner the jewelry shop it's yes. one of my favorite places to go speaking of jewelry yeah. so men if you're watching Go visit the uh, jewelry shop. You have plenty of time, and you will be able to buy uh, things on Monday as well, yes. which is the busiest shopping day of the year for men, yeah. I think. Valentine's Day Day. They right? have great customer service, too. I mean, if you're really in a pinch, I bet you could call them and say, yeah. hey, here's my budget. Here's what I want. Wrap it up and have it ready for I'm me. I'm sure. And, uh, you know, if you are on a uh, budget, this is uh, this is a great thing to, uh, to get. I'm taking this home. Of course, I've been showing it all week. You've had that in your hands before. Yes. From Jackson Candy and Fudge. Just call them up. So fun. Tell them what your uh, significant other likes. They'll make it for you, package it, and uh, you're good to go. You know who else this is keep for? For your kids. Oh, yeah. Or great teachers idea. Or teachers yeah. or like other people, you know, other than your like yeah. love interest, the other people in your That's life right. that you love, this would be a great gift for. And I know a lot of you, you know who I'm talking to, have gone and gotten that dark chocolate, caramel, um, mm -hmm. sea salt, fudge from there, which is phenomenal. It's an aphrodisiac, actually. Yes. Really? I'm telling you. Yes. Really? Yes. We'll have to try it. Yes. Um, but yes, I'm taking that home. But good point about uh, Valentine's Day gifts to uh, to uh, your kids, you know. Um, yeah. My Parents. mom still gets me Valentine's yeah. Day gift. Do you get your mom one? I tell my mom happy Valentine's Day. Mm, so, no, Andy, step it up and I think I'll get my mother something this year for sure. You should. So. But like this whole thing, is it's $21. I know, you really can't. I mean, there's fudge and taffy and popcorn and Cherry some soda. of their um, delicious um, specialty chocolates, some classic candy, some soda. This is perfect. Yeah, this is nice. This is very nice. I would like one of these too. So stop it, Jackson Candy and Fudge. And they are open again. You'll be able to buy on Valentine's Day as well. Well, the annual inflation number is out, and it's 7.5%, so I figured we could talk about how that's affected us. Um, i got to tell you, I feel like it's affecting women more than it's affecting men. Well, judging by my first uh, line here, it must be. Yeah. Um, but clothes, clothes shopping, women's dresses up 8%. Have you done any dress shopping in the last year? 
Yeah. Would you notice that? Yes. Really? Yeah. And like sales that used to happen no are happening. Right. Yeah, right. no more sales. I was uh, looking for just a sweater, like a sweater yeah. to wear on the show or wherever. I can't find a sweater anywhere. <laughs> Did uh, you say you were w looking for? <laughs> looking for a sweater. <laughs> yes. Well, everything is expensive. You know, I, I buy a lot of staging furniture, and I yeah. had a couple of, like, go-to places I could get really cute but cheap. You know, like, you would, probably wouldn't want to sit on it, but it would look great. Furniture, no more. Really? No, no. Nope. Expensive. Yeah, it's So nuts. expensive. It's crazy. Have you tried to fly anywhere? I have. Actually, I... I switched a bachelor party to Florida from Florida to South Carolina because oh. of how expensive the flights were in February wow. to Florida, and it's just crazy. If you're going to go down there for three days, yeah. who wants to spend over a thousand dollars on a flight? So all the snowbirds go into Florida, so yeah. you know you have to uh, you got to pay to fly. Well, and they call it revenge travel is still happening, you know, because we've. It, you know, kind of came to a screeching halt right. for like two years. So now everybody is really trying to YOLO and get everything in as fast as they can. So I think that's probably a big part of it too, but just everything is costing more. You can't, we can't do what we've done without having the ramifications, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Super Bowl is this weekend and I'm very excited to watch. It's kind of at my house, it's just a sit and eat type of day. Yeah. Um, some gambling, more gambling news. Yes. The largest ever mobile bet has been placed on the Bengals, and that is from Texas, Texas's Mattress Mac. Um, he must keep all that money in the mattress. Uh, yeah, I'd have a hard mattress. time buying furniture from Mattress Mac if he's got that kind of money. So he put 4.5 million. Could you imagine betting that kind no. of money on your phone, Brandon? I mean, don't you just wonder if his fat yeah, finger? Yeah, I would love to as well. You know, like I get fat fingers sometime when I'm texting. Don't you just wonder if his fat fingers didn't put a couple extra zeros? That's insane. It is insane. And if you're gonna do that, go to Vegas and make it a you know a real experience. Be at the sports book, but to do that online, it's, ugh. So he won $4.534 million on the Bengals beating the oh. Chiefs. So he's just rolling that in. Oh, you didn't yeah. tell me that part. Well, that, that's coming from upstairs. This I is just, brand new information. That's, yep, that's in the okay, earpiece. Okay, so it's not, Mattress Mac isn't robbing his customers to make that $4 million no, but he's, bet. No, he he's, won it. Yeah, he's a uh, notorious gambler. And, ah, man. What well, is how much it? will he win? He will win 7.7 7 plus okay. his original 4.5 back. Wow. He will get. Um, Brandon, what kind of money are you betting on the Super Bowl? Mm, probably half of that. Yeah, probably <laughs> half. Yeah, uh, probably half. Heads I, or tails? Yeah, yeah heads, heads or tails. Tails? tails? Yeah. yeah? Tails for sure. Okay. Yeah, there's a, uh, of course, a lot of prop bets for the Super yeah. Bowl, and one of the best ones is the coin toss. Yeah. Uh, we have something uh, we're rooting for here for one of our staff members. Yes. If the Rams score first with a field goal, Adam wins $1,000. Yay! So we are hoping that uh, Adam wins $1,000. That would be so cool. That would be cool. He said he would take us all out for ice cream. Aww. So Adam's the best. Um, hey, Speaking of Valentine's Day, I've got an idea for women, for men. Let's uh, okay. jump over to How Equipment. Matt, what do you have going on for us today? Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together.
Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. With us now is Vice President of Population Health at Henry Ford Allegiance Health, Dr. Cortland Katane. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. That's a big job these days. Yeah. <laughs> How is it <laughs> plenty, going? Plenty to stay busy. <laughs> yeah. Plenty to stay busy, although things have gotten a little bit better. So yeah. we, we've seen, um, uh, so our, our drive-through testing has been sort of a leading indicator for us to kind of help see where things are going. So a few weeks ago we were testing over 300 people a day and about half of those were positive, mm. um, which was absolutely absurd. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very high. And then um, that's now come down over testing, you know, 100 or 120 a day, and about 25% are positive. So, okay. um, so we're seeing fewer. Um, hospitals a little less busy. Okay. Um, about 50 people right now hospitalized, um, and. Uh, uh, I think nine or ten are in the ICU. Um, that's down from a peak early on in the year that was almost 100. We oh had like 90, 98, I think, was the in peak. In the ICU? No, I'm sorry, the overall in the oh, hospital. Okay. Yeah, okay. Overall Goodness. in the hospital. Yeah. We, we've seen in the state uh, about a 17,000 uh, positive day average. Couple, well, that was about a month ago, down to about 5,500 on a rolling seven day average. Obviously, that's a great trend. Is that also trending in, into less deaths and less ICU beds, or is it a little too early to tell? I think, I, so, well, we hit, a, we hit a, um, an unfortunate milestone this week. We've hit 500 deaths in Jackson County. Mm. Um, and so, and what's happened is we've had basically attrition from the ICU. So mm. a number of those were folks that were in the ICU for weeks. Uh -huh. Um, and then just didn't make it. So once people end up in the ICU, the chances of coming out are not, not extremely high, especially if they're on a ventilator. Um, so um, our ICU num numbers have gone down, but it's not because people are coming out, it's because they're dying, unfortunately. Oh. So, um, so that's, uh, hopefully we just don't get people that are sick overall, right? The, yeah. the, the good news is that of the people who are in the ICU right now on a ventilator, um, so uh, zero of them are people that had had a booster. So really? um, every single person on a ventilator right now is not fully vaccinated. Okay, okay. Um, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and that, that's on a ventilator. And overall in the hospital, about 90% of folks that are in there are, are not, not fully vaccinated. They okay. haven't had that, that third dose. So, um, so that does still play a very significant role in people's long-term outcome. So if you're that person <laughs> and um, you recover, mm -hmm. When can you get the booster, or do you still get it? How does that work? Yeah, so, so just speaking in general, um, as long as somebody isn't really actively symptomatic, mm -hmm. um, it's okay to get vaccinated. Okay. Um, and uh, we don't like to vaccinate someone if they have like a fever, mm -hmm. but even some mild symptoms. We had this conversation, I had this conversation this morning with somebody where um, they had kind of a runny nose, and that, that's okay. They can still get a get a vaccine. Everybody's got a runny nose right now, so yeah. Um, so that's okay. But yeah, generally speaking, after you've had COVID, there's not really a wait. Um, the exception to that is if you've had the monoclonal antibody treatment. Okay. Um, that um, that's a 90-day wait okay. after you've had that because okay. you're getting some immunity from those antibodies for 90 days. So we wait and then we do it after that. We uh, we know kids are getting Omicron left and right. Uh, is it impossible for kids to really avoid the virus, especially in school, sports, and just I think it's really, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so, so contagious. Um, and um, so when you compare Omicron to other viruses throughout history, um, COVID in general was one of the more contagious viruses, and then Delta was about three times as contagious as the original strain, and now 
Omicron is another two to three times more contagious than Delta. So um, it, it's probably close to like the level of measles, which is the most contagious thing that we've yeah. ever had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's very easy to spread. I mean, somebody can sneeze in a room and you can walk through an hour later and get it, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's very easy to spread. So um, it just, it depends on the types of measures that are being used in those environments, right? Masks work really well work really well. So if it's an environment where masks are being worn consistently, like that reduces spread. If it's not, then if people aren't wearing masks, it, it's it's going to spread like it just yeah. will. Um, I noticed uh, through a family member of mine that had it, um, the asthma is kind of lingering a little bit yeah. and maybe gotten a little bit worse than pre-COVID. Um, are you seeing some of that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, folks that have, so people that are perfectly healthy otherwise, right? There's this phenomenon called long COVID where they might still fatigued, um, short of breath. Those are the two big things. They're like, I'm tired, I'm short of breath. And we can see that lasting for, for months even, actually after folks mm -hmm. recover. Um, people that have underlying conditions that are already compromised, so COPD, asthma, those in particular, um, heart disease, right? They, they, they can have some exacerbation of those conditions and take longer to take longer to bounce back. The most common one is asthma, right? Asthma is a very mm -hmm. common condition yeah. and people will find they have to use more, more of their inhaler, they feel more short of breath. Right. And it can take a long time. It can take weeks to months before they're really feeling better, yeah. like back to themselves. Mm. Wow. So I can't believe it, but we're approaching the two year it's coming soon. marker. <laughs> yeah. um, and we were talking um, just before we went live about kind of the shift in attitude um, toward healthcare workers. And yeah. then I think that it has adversely affected the number of healthcare workers that we yeah. have. How is your team doing? What can we as the general public do yeah, to and that's, help? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I remember. So it was it was March. It was Friday, March thirteenth, yes. right, where the president declared the national emergency. So we're really coming up soon. Yeah on that anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, we were all scrambling to get testing and all this stuff kind of put together yeah. right away. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think in general, it's, it's, it's just wearing on people. I think when you see, um, it's particularly difficult now to have folks that come into the hospital when it's basically preventable mm -hmm. and see suffering like that. Yeah. It, there's, there's some, I just think, emotional fatigue yeah. that happens for the doctors and the nurses and the medical assistants and everyone who's working in the hospital, yeah. right? Because yeah. you just, you feel for people and, and they're uncomfortable, they're not doing well and, and it's, yeah. it's hard. How um, long ago does it feel like, you know, you went into the hospital as a, you know, normal invite? Does it feel like 10, 20 years ago for you, you know, at it's, this point? It's like a time warp. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like I've blinked in the last two years have yeah. just gone like this. And um, it's it's just it's it's amazing because it's been the same thing for right. two years, right? right? We've been doing the same thing for two yeah. years, so it's like it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. it is right. like Groundhog yeah. Day, especially when like the first expectation was okay, maybe a couple of weeks, and then maybe a couple of months, yeah. and now we're right. in a couple of years. Right. A couple of years, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think like even you know a lot of the experts thought you know a couple months, and yeah. then things would go back yeah. to normal, and here we are. Do you remember the uh, last normal thing you guys did before? The shutdown? Do you, remember you guys were actually there. We had our grand opening March twelfth, right. Thursday, March twelfth, and then yeah. March thirteenth, we were ordered not to do our job for an unknown amount of yeah. time. So, yeah. how about you? I don't. I can't even remember. Yeah. You don't? Yeah, I'm like, what? What happened then? Yeah. Yeah. They, you guys were probably gearing up well before we were. Really, we kind of knew um, once those first cases came out of China. Okay. Um, those of us kind of in this space were paying yeah. attention and we're kind of like, this This could be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. This could be a problem. This is really contagious. And China wasn't 
particularly forthright with the information early on. Right. Um, really? <laughs> she said with sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna Still take not. A, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be mo we'll be back more with Dr. Cortland Katayan after this quick break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Back on the morning show, we're with Dr. Cortland Katayan, Vice President of Population Health for Henry Ford Allegiance Health. And obviously there's a staff shortage really everywhere, but healthcare is really number one. Uh, 60 Minutes just did a piece Sunday on it. It's not just nurses, it's support staff, it's the industry in general. From the front lines, what are you seeing? I know I, <clears throat> it's very hard to get staff mm -hmm. right now. So, um, and there's been times where, um, you know, we have more beds than we could staff, right? Yeah. So the hospital's not fully open because we just don't have the ratios we yeah. need of nurses to be able to staff the beds. So, um, and that's been going on for months at this point. Um, and uh, we've worked locally. There's actually great partners here with Jackson College, some mm -hmm. of the other local universities really trying to work to get new people, new students, nice. you know, in. Um, but that, that, that's a, that's not a snap your fingers overnight kind of thing, right? right. It's, it's, it takes time, right. um, but, but we're thankful. We're thankful for those relationships. Yeah, it's been a tough two years, but healthcare's historically been a great industry to work in. And, yeah. and some of these jobs that people would have, uh, you know, got hired in and just, you know, super grateful and never would look to leave and are leaving. Yeah. You think it will get back to that soon? I think so. I, I think what we've seen, I think most of the attrition has been people that were a little closer to retirement mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. And this this sped things up. Yeah. yeah, I think they said I'm I'm I think I'm ready to, to be done now, right? Yeah. And so and that's been across the board. That's been doctors, nurses, yeah. everybody. I mean, you know, it, it's it's tough work. It's mm -hmm. kind of you know, whether you work in the ER or in the impatient, it's full contact sports, right? I mean, yeah. It's yeah. like you're you're <laughs> lifting people, but it, it's yeah. it's hard on people. And I think that folks that were closer to that at that end of their career have said, yeah. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out now. Yeah, you think about the general public complaining, uh, you know, if they have to wear a mask into a 10 minute appointment um, you guys are suiting up all day every day still right I wear a mask every day all day um, yeah. and actually the thing I saw a great this is a great um, a great image so the the Canadian women's hockey team played the whole game with N95 masks That's on amazing. Wow. all of them mm -hmm. right so I don't want to hear anymore yeah. from people that are like I can't breathe with the mask on yeah, yeah. yeah they played 60 minutes of hockey yeah, yeah. that's yeah. amazing and they killed us yeah. <laughs> yeah, well hopefully don't. people can just take a deep breath and have a little grace yeah. especially when they're dealing with their healthcare workers thank them show them a grat yeah. show them gratitude you know speak kindly to them and be patient just you know, most people are right yeah. most people are very you know understand that you know might have to wait a little longer or, you know things like that they're very very kind but some people are frustrated too yeah so we, we we try to treat everybody the same no matter what so you don't just specialize in COVID. are, are, you, are you do you have COVID fatigue is there something yeah. else you'd like to share with the world or talk about um well so so my my, I have a few different hats that I wear at, at Allegiance, and um, so the um, COVID is COVID has been one of them. Um, and I, so I, I used to be the county medical director in Jackson, so um, so have that kind of public health experience here locally. Um, and I, I gave that job up about two and a half years ago, and I took over as president for our clinically integrated network, the Jackson Health Network. So 
Um, there's all kinds of cool things we do on the network. It's 900 providers, it's Jackson County, it's surrounding counties now. Um, so it's going to be nice to focus on, you know, really the, the, the care transformation we're doing. We talk yeah. about value, right? Giving people um, more higher quality care at lower cost. That's mm -hmm. what the network really does. Nice. And so that, that's exciting kind of healthcare transformation work that I'm going to be excited yeah. to go back to. Do you, uh, you know, I've heard people moving to Michigan from California, from Texas. They like our climate other than the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, do you see a, a, a big push to recruit uh, healthcare workers to Michigan with some incentives down the line? I, you know, the, um, we actually have the Henry Ford Health System has um, a cohort of nurses that are coming from the Philippines. Really? Yeah, so I think we're being creative and looking all yeah. over the place. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, take, we'll take healthcare providers anywhere we can get them. Well, we don't have 50 years to wait, but I was just reading a statistic that in 50, in the over the next 50 years, Michigan is going to become the state with the most growth, just because we have, you know, we have so much water. We've got great um, no earthquakes. No earthquakes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, our, uh, we have sn cold weather. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, nothing really big there. But we don't have droughts. We don't have the same type of natural disasters in other areas. But we also have great people. You know, there's mm -hmm. just a core here of, you know, typically really hard workers. And we, you know, help build this country. And so it's exciting to think. Yeah. Maybe that'll help I contribute. I totally agree. To I spent some time on the coast, and I like it here just fine. Oh, awesome. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're certainly glad to uh, have you in town. And <laughs> thanks for all you're, uh, you're doing over at the hospital. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Cortland Katayan with us on The Morning Show. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. We are back and we are so happy to bring more good news and welcome the Chamber Connection, or this is the Chamber Connection, presented by Experience Jackson. And we have the beautiful Amanda Loveland from the Chamber and the lovely uh, Lori Ingram, Executive Director of the Jackson Housing Commission, here with good Hi. news today. Yes. yes. What's going on? Well, we were awarded um, by HUD. We were one of eight communities across the country in 2021 to be awarded the Cho Choice Neighborhood Planning Grant. Um, by HUD, which was a $450,000 um, planning grant um, uh, to uh, revitalize the neighborhood surrounding Reed Manor. That's um, incredible. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so Reed Manor and the neighborhood immediately surrounding Reed Manor um, to do some planning around how we will revitalize that. Yeah, uh, how do you even start a project like that? Uh, well, we're just starting. Okay. So, <laughs> so we were awarded the grant in December. Uh, we found out. Um, so the process actually just now is starting uh, next week as our kickoff meeting with nice. HUD. Nice. Congratulations. Um, so, and this yes. will go toward housing, towards people, towards? Uh, people, neighborhood, um, and housing awesome. so uh, so it will it's um, the grant the planning grant itself is to pull together um, all of the initiatives around planning for what we can do the implementation grant which we will be able to apply for in two years is for up to 50 million dollars we need that <laughs> um, up to 50 million dollars to implement the plan that we put in place nice. um, 
That's awesome. over the next two years. So it's huge. Um, and the potential for the community um, is tremendous. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Can you imagine $50 yes. million? Dollars and it's and again, it's not even just for Reed Manor. It's right. for the surrounding. Reed Manor is sort of the middle yeah. of the yeah. neighborhood that we defined um, kind of surrounding that whole residential space around that. So yeah. we'll be engaging um, not just other nonprofits and, and community supports, um, you know, surrounding Reed Manor, of course, and our Reed Manor tenants and tenant yeah. population, um, but also so other um, neighborhood yeah. folks and the people who live in that immediate surrounding area and other downtown neighbors nice. and things like that. So that's a awesome. huge project. It is. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. And like I said, we were one of only eight communities in the country wow. um, to be awarded. So it's huge. That's yeah. absolutely it's huge. We're very excited. Amazing. Well, thank you for going after it yes. and getting it. That's <laughs> yes. incredible. It's, it's, sometimes I still kind of I'm a little bit disbelieving. We're, we're very lucky and excited. It'll be great for the community to watch that progress. Maybe mm -hmm. they should check out your Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but I'll try it. Um, for us to watch the progress yeah. and see what that neighborhood revitalization does for our entire community, not sure. just yeah. you know those right there in that corridor. For so, sure. Fantastic. Will, yeah, uh, will people that are living there uh, be housed somewhere else during some of the transition, or are we a little bit ahead of that. Well, point. so very likely. So this will fall, it falls in perfect alignment with our RAD conversion, which we're doing agency-wide. So as we're looking at a modernization and rehab process for all of our public housing units um, at all three of our properties, Chalet Terrace and Shea Blackstone North included, um, which is a, a process that we had started um, a year or year and a half or so ago. Um, and so we're looking at modernization and rehab at all three of our properties. Um, the Choice Neighborhood falls in line perfectly with what we will do at Reed Manor. So, okay. mm -hmm. so as we were already looking at doing um, something different at Reed Manor, which would probably, yes, include a demolition, which would then require us to do um, temporary relocation okay. um, for the residents who live there. And what that would look like would be we would temporarily have to move folks. Um, and and we will not and would not be able to make anybody homeless. Right, so that would mean we would um, find them a place to go. We would pay for them to move. We would subsidize their rent okay. if they moved to a non-subsidized unit. Mm -hmm. okay. um, wow. We would move them back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they would have first right of refusal to their new unit. Oh, nice. Um, right. Nice. And then they would, um, and then we would help them to move back. Yeah. We would offer them services during the time they were gone. Wow, so great. our goal, of course, is not to dislocate or disenfranchise yeah. anybody further from the subsidized housing mm -hmm. that they need, okay. um, but to keep people included and be inclusive in the housing um, that we're building. Yeah. Um, so the goal is not to um, make anybody feel disenfranchised from the affordable okay. and subsidized housing yeah. that they have. Yeah. So there's a pretty aggressive timeline. Two, well, this. two years for the planning, I know, which yeah. sounds like a long time, but it is not, not a long time. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's not a long time. <laughs> it, is, it is the blink of an eye when you see the timeline laid out. It's yeah. quick. Yeah. It's quick. Um, Amanda, talk about the you know development of downtown. Really, that you know this is just another another great thing. But maybe yeah. maybe this choice neighborhood grant doesn't come without the last ten years of revitalization. Oh my gosh, I know. I mean, just myself. I w I grew up here, left for a while, and came back. And our downtown is entirely different, and far yeah. beyond our downtown. I mean, right. there's a lot about Jackson that's changed, and we have a lot of great projects on the horizon. I mean, the MLK corridor is a whole other project that I think is going to create tremendous economic benefit to our community and expand yeah. even beyond downtown, which which is always a great thing. So, I mean, 
our business owners are really committed to our city yeah. and making mm -hmm. it a better place, and we're super grateful for that. Yeah. So, Lori, how do we help you uh, get the fifty million down the line? Yeah. Well, we'll certainly be reaching out. You know, we're partnered with the city. The grant, uh, the city was a co-applicant on the grant, and and part of what we had to show, um, particularly being a smaller city. Yeah. Um, applying for the grant uh, was was that the city had the capacity to support us. Mm. So part of part of it was um, being able okay. to show that the city had the capacity to support us in this and they were a great co-applicant for the grant. So um, what we will need moving forward is, is to be able to show that we have the partnerships um, mm -hmm. and the collaborators to be able to do this and certainly um, we I have had tremendous success in engaging all of our community partners mm -hmm. um, in, in stepping up and helping nice. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's great. It's been great. Looking, looking down the line, public transportation probably be a, a key part of this, expanding public yeah. transportation yes. and, and maybe start to look Definitely. like a like a bigger city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, feel, <laughs> I feel like we feel like one. We do. <laughs> Comparatively, I always tease whenever, especially if I come down here um, to the station in the afternoon, if I have to fight for a parking spot, that's actually a good thing. Oh, such <laughs> a good thing. That actually yeah, indicates right? growth. Oh, every morning if I come just 10 minutes later, I have to park farther away. Oh, do you? I'm like, yeah. darn it! Yeah. <laughs> It, it is amazing so how that how that has changed. Really, yeah. I'll say even in just the last year. If you come down at lunchtime, oh yeah, yeah, you might have to walk a block. Yeah. But, <laughs> or Thursday know. evening for dinner, or yeah. Friday evening, yeah. yeah, you have to search a little bit, sure. which I think is great. But downtown looks so great. It does. You know, it's 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 a beautiful way to take in our city. Yeah. You know, walking that block or two. So just do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got a lot going on. It's Valentine's Day weekend, middle of winter, but uh, you've got the Jackson 5. What do we have going on? We do. So I'll focus on the two that haven't yet happened. Okay. Because there are a few that had already happened. But um, the racism in the military exhibit, that's at Michigan Military Heritage Museum. I've been there. And I haven't been to their new location. It's awesome. It is. Where yeah. I have to go it's there. It's on Wisner. On Wisner, okay. Yeah. yeah, and so I went when they were in Grass Lake. Okay. okay. I went and explored there, but that just started. Uh, so that's someone that is something that you can go to that's uh, aligned with Black History Month, which is awesome, and also gets you to a local museum that's recently changed locations, and obviously I need to get there. The other one I'm really excited about is the Small Business Brunch and Pop-Up. Um, that's the one that's happening through the launch pad. Um, the Launchpad has brought together uh, different vendors who will go to the American One Event Center and they'll pop up. Uh, it's mostly for black business owners, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Again, Black History Month, it's important for us to support everybody in our city. And, uh, and so that one's really exciting. That's going to happen on the 12th. Okay. okay. Nice. Which is Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. It starts at 10. Okay. Uh, the other one that hasn't yet happened is the Couples Fused Glass Date and Class. That's at not, not So Shabby Oh So Chic. Ooh, that nice. sounds cool. It's a fun date night idea for Valentine's Day. That one's happening on the 11th. That's Friday. Awesome. Nice. Yep. Awesome. That'll be... Cool. That's tomorrow. That's yeah, tomorrow it or is? today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a great um, <laughs> You know what though? If the guy really wants to impress his gal, come home tonight and say, I got a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you've knocked out Valentine's Day, I, you're a winner. I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> I for would sure. agree. I would agree. Now, um, that stupid winter storm got in our way last mm. week, didn't it? Mm. I think it was so sad. Landon was the storm's name, maybe? I don't even so know. So we, we've got but a new I, night for yes. uh, the Night of Distinction. We do February 23rd, which we're very excited about. Tim Booth at the Chamber is so great about making sure to accommodate. We want every single award winner in the room. So yeah. we're super grateful that we can do it quickly. 
and that award winners made it possible to be there. So uh, the Night of Distinction is for uh, a place where we announce community awards winners, which gratefully we've been announcing them through our media channels uh, this whole week, but we'll be actually presenting the awards to them and we will be uh, celebrating our past board as well as inducting our new nice. board members. And then we'll head over to Veritas after that and just enjoy each other as a business community. So I'm really excited about that on the 23rd. Wonderful. Yeah, going to be fun. We've had uh, the award winners on yeah. all week. Yep. Great, great group of folks. Oh, yes. my gosh. Of course they are. And the, uh, I always love the Brick Awards, too. Yeah. We, we had um, Mike Hurst on and uh, we had... Uh, the whites on from Excel yep. staffing. It's amazing what they've done to those the Excel oh staffing God. in particular. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, oh, cool. it's beautiful there. Yeah. Beautiful. And Andy's Place Apartments, is, you know, yes. has so much purpose behind it, but they's, they've also just built a beautiful facility yeah. there. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're cool. grateful that we get to celebrate those people. Awesome. Lori, if uh, citizens or anyone wants to get some more information or sure. provide their two cents or help, how can they do that? Um, they can always reach out to me. Uh, my email address is on our, on our website. I'm always happy to hear. We'll be reaching out to the community as well um, for feedback and always we'll have input sessions um, for community members uh, in the neighborhood affected. Um, we'll be looking for lots and lots of input cool. um, always. Um, into the immediate community and neighborhood affected um, in the coming months. Great. So, nice. thanks for coming in today, both yeah. of you. Yeah, Appreciate thank you it. for having us. Thank you, guys. Lori Ingram from the Jackson Housing Commission and Amanda Loveland with the Jackson County Chamber of Commerce. We'll be right back to wrap up after this. Thank you for listening to this JTV podcast. If your company or organization would like to advertise on a future podcast episode, please contact Molly McClure at viewermail at jtv.tv. JTV, news that brings Jackson together. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Hey, I've got a job for you that's available. It's available every day, our job of the day. <laughs> this one comes to us from the Michigan Department of Corrections. Get dedicated, reach success, Corrections is hiring in Jackson County, Michigan. Hiring for corrections officers, registered nurse, and mental health professionals or food service workers. Again, our job of the day from DMDOC. You know, I have some family that had worked over there for a long time and they're such great opportunities and I've had mm -hmm. clients actually I have clients right now that work there great opportunities for growth mm -hmm. um, and overtime I mean they oh, yeah I mean I, it's a hard job don't get me wrong I don't think you can ever be paid enough to do something like that but mm -hmm. um, it's amazing the lives that they're creating outside yeah. of work um, from working there so absolutely hopefully. we know uh, a lot of corrections officers yeah. and uh, yeah it's a great job great great secure job and uh, encourage you yeah. to try it out if you're looking for something new Yes. So, uh, weekend plans. Weekend plans. Work. Work? Yes. I mean, the, like, Friday is like my Monday. You know, Friday I just is like up, I have to be available when everybody else is, so working yeah. like crazy. Well, I'll be able to uh, reel it in in time for the Super Bowl, though. Nice. Watch Matt Stafford bring it home. You're rooting for Matthew Stafford. I really am. How can, did you see what he said yesterday? I mean, he's doing this for his teammate Lions teammates and for all the Lions fans that have stuck by them and worked mm -hmm. so hard and yeah. and we, we got him there. What do we get if he wins? A big fat smile. Not $7.7 $7 million. Yeah, exactly. Coming from the booth, I'm going to repeat that. Couldn't you have done it for us when you were here, Matthew? He tried. 
You don't think that his I goal th every I, year I was to go? I mean, isn't that every was, yeah. no, player's we love goal? Matt. We love Matt Stafford. Predictions for the game. I'm just upset. What? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that um, it's going to be tails. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to bet on the Chargers. The Chargers? The Rams. Rams. Oh my gosh, sorry. I was thinking it's <laughs> The Rams will score first and have a field goal. Okay. For the $1,000 winner here okay. in our office. I will take the Rams 31 and <gasps> the Cincinnati Bengals 9. Ooh. No, 10. 10? Yeah, 10. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. But I'm looking forward to the game, and uh, I don't know who I'm going to root for, so I really don't. Just a good game. I, I do want Matt Stafford to win, but I'm a sucker for a great story. You know what I'm rooting for? The halftime show. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, right? <laughs> Snoop <laughs> and Eminem and all the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard much lead up to that. Yeah. Yes. No, really. We'll have to recap those on Monday. I wonder if Dr. Fauci will be in, like, a <laughs> Cheetos commercial or a Pepsi <laughs> commercial or something like that. That would be... That would be cool. Hey, thanks for joining us, Jen. Thanks for filling in this morning. Oh, thanks for having me. Have Join us later today for the Bart Holly Show and enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye.